The title of my sermon today is Jesus the Author, and uh, that's a great pick. That's really nice, Jesus the Author. What is it that Jesus wrote? <laughs> well, we're not quite sure what he wrote on the ground, but uh, in that time with uh, the woman uh, who was caught in the very act of adultery, that, uh, you know, he stood up and then told the uh, people who brought her, brought her to him, he was without sin, let him cast the first stone. So what did Jesus write in the sand? We don't know. But the title of my message, Jesus is the author, and that comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So when we think of Jesus being an author, hmm, what did he write? Well, he wrote the scriptures. But I was, I was thinking, you know, uh, sometimes I do this, <laughs> I think, uh, contemplate, uh, muse over. Um, whenever, you, you, you know, you look out into the stars, you know, we, think, we see the, think of the star at Bethlehem. Do we think of that as being a literal star coming together and uh, bringing its light as an alignment of a couple of planets, you know, G um, uh, astronomers look back and try to rearrange the, the skies uh, at the time that uh, Jesus was born and wonder if it was the alignment of a couple of planets that brought the star. Or was it a unique star that only came by itself? Uh, we don't know. But there was a star. And uh, we wonder how could, you know, for, you know, <laughs> I was thinking this a while back, uh, okay, God knows the very hairs of my head, all right? So he's been counting. Uh, I, was, I was thinking of it in a context that, say, all the, number, all the hairs of our head are numbered, okay? And uh, so if one falls out, say there's a thousand hair on your head. I know there's more than a thousand. And one falls out, and then we say, oh, well, there's nine, 999. But God is so specific that each one of the hair has numbers, and he knows that number 66 fell out and there are 999 left, but number 66 is gone. You know, that, is God that specific? Is God that specific about his knowledge of who we are? It's just like uh, no two fingerprints are the same. That no two individuals, the, the DNA that make us up, they're not the same. But yet we can all, throughout the world, we can all have blood transfusions of the different types of blood, but they're all in the different, it's the same types of blood in different nationalities and, and different races. So yet we're all one, we're all connected, but yet we're different. There's no two snowflakes the same, no two blades of grass the same. Everything is, has its own distinctiveness and has its own particular DNA. So we come down to the DNA of who we are and the person that makes us up, but yet we can go out into the furthest uh, extremes of space and God spoke the, the world into existence and he knows the names, as it were, of each of the planets and solar systems and everything that's out there in the depths of space. And we start thinking, wow, you know, God, how big is God? You know, how great is he that he can understand and keep track of all these things in the sand on the seashore and the fish in the sea and not one sparrow falls to the ground that God is not aware of it. You know, we start putting these things together, you know, it's pretty mind-boggling. Isn't it? I mean, you know, my, 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 am I the only one who has a boggled mind? 
<laughs> you could tell that, huh? But uh, it's mind-boggling to know that God is that much aware of everything in the universe, and he's that much aware of us as an individual. That he talks about in the resurrection, in the in, uh, book of Revelation, it talks about in, when the, the revelation and the sea will give up their dead. You know, how many people were buried at sea? <laughs> how many people are fish dung on the bottom of a sea? And God is going to resurrect them. He's going to pull it all back together. And that the body of the person who is centuries old, <laughs> that's long past and nobody has a clue where it's at, God is going to resurrect them from the dead. So how can we believe in a God that is that capable of knowing everything, as in all knowledge belongs to God. God doesn't remember the past. God doesn't see into the future. It's all knowledge to God. God is the author. Hmm. You see, to God, it's not a problem. And the, the greatness of God, whenever it comes to us thinking of these things and the star of Bethlehem, the wise men coming, the shepherds and the angels speaking, and Mary, you know, conceiving by the Holy Spirit and born, what's born in her is born of the Spirit. And, it's, and we look at this and we begin to, how do we put all this together? How do we know that there is a God behind all of this? That there is a God behind Abraham's call to leave Ur of the Chaldees and go to a place that he would show him and that he would have a son that even though in his old age, he would, he would have to, he, you know, it's impossible for him to have a son, but yet he has a child. And we begin to add up all of these things, one right after another, and the universe, and the solar systems, and the fish in the sea, and the dead, and all the people who've ever lived, and all the people who will live. How do we know God is that great? While well, we know God is that great, because Jesus came. You see, God wanted us to understand how great he is, so God became flesh, and he was born of a woman, God-man, who gave up his divinity to become like us, so that whenever he started his ministry, he would teach us the things of God. And he would open blinded eyes and cause the deaf to hear and the lame to walk. And he, he preached a message of forgiveness and of love and of restoration. And, how, and he began, he is God made flesh and dwelt among us. And we look at his teachings and we look at his life and we look at how that he, um, the miracles and things that he did, the, the volumes of books that could have been written about what he did, they're, they're just kind of left out. We just have a brief um, cliff notes. <laughs> cliff? Uh, we have a cliff notes of, of, what, of what Jesus was about. And, and so we have these things, and God is uh, speaking to us through the Scriptures and through Christ to let us know this is, that he is God. And that he became a child, but yet he became a man. And he, God, died for our sins. 
and brought the work of evil to naught, zero, and then rose from the dead. So whenever we start looking at Jesus and we see who Jesus is, we begin then to see that God can know the very hairs of our head. He is the one who spoke the world into existence in the outer reaches of space. You know, he flung it into place. And, and he talks about at the end when it's all over, God, the, all the stars are going to fall out of the sky and, and he's going to bring about a new heaven and a new earth. And he's going to speak it into existence. And it is God, this God that we question who knows the sparrow that falls to the ground. He knows our very thoughts and the intents of our heart. So it's not beyond God to know all of these things because he is God. And the universe is not great enough to contain him. And yet he lives within the heart of you and I. So the author, Jesus, now lives in the lives of those who believe, in, who believe him. And his word, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now the word becomes flesh in us it's in our actions and in our thoughts and in our behaviors and our the things that we do and God then is longing as Jesus was here and walking among people and healing and restoring performing miracles he now lives within our own lives and he 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 is working within us to touch the lives of others for him <laughs> talk about a miracle he can use us as his miracle. And, he, and he, we have this, um, after, after the questions, then we come to Jesus and we look at him and he is the, the revelation of God. He is the revelation of God to the universe and to the world and he's to our neighborhood and to our families. He's that revelation through us. The author lives in the life of us, and he didn't even write a word. He inspired the word in the lives of others. 2 Timothy says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, and correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the word became flesh, and he, the author, is the one who works in our hearts to, it's, it's profitable. It not only is a, profitable as in how that we can live our lives but it's profitable in how that God wants to bless and, and to to work work within us you know if we've ever thought that there was a time that uh, you know our life or our problems that we face were too great or the failures were too many or something was wrong but you see God is able to work through those difficulties to take us through those problems in which he is bringing about good in our life and we are seeing the, the revelation, as it were, of God. There's nothing like the written word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Christ. There's nothing, that's the Message Bible, there's nothing like the written word of God. There's nothing like it because it is the word. I, I think of the word, uh, the word of God is eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So here we are in time, grabbing hold of that which is eternal, and we're holding on to the word. It's like our, 
you know, in some of the uh, buses or street cars you ride or whatever, they've got a handle, a bar to hold on to to keep you steady. Well, the Word of God is our hold on life that keeps us steady no matter what the bumps are uh, on the road. Matthew 17, 20 says, Because you're not taking God seriously, said Jesus, the simple truth is that if you had a mere kernel of faith, a poppy seed, okay, a poppy seed of faith, you would say to this mountain, move, and it would be moved. And there is nothing you wouldn't be able to tackle. There's nothing that you wouldn't be able to do. You know, so I was looking this up, you know, poppy seed. And a poppy seed weighs approximately, you ready for this? Point zero 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 three kilograms. A poppy seed, if you would file your fingernail and could catch the filings, and maybe one or two fingernail filings would have the same amount of weight as a poppy seed. So Jesus is saying, if you have that much faith, talk about small. So God isn't saying quantitative. Even I, I would I often said, if you're on a scale of one to ten, if you had a, a 0 0.05 amount of faith, you had enough faith. Well, Jesus is saying, if you had 0 .00, point, there's six zeros, point zero 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 three. If you had that much faith, you could say to a mountain, be moved. So whenever we're thinking now in the vastness of God, the greatness of the universe, that the, of the trees and the, and the leaves and the grass and the, the water systems and the sands of the sea and all the people who have ever lived and all the people who ever will live and God is aware of them all and every situation that goes on in every life, if we have enough faith, the filings of our fingernail and that weight, as it were, of faith, we can say to a mountain, be moved, and it would be moved. You see, Jesus is the author, and he gives us all reasons to believe. Where does faith come from? Where does belief come from? Belief comes from hearing the stories, the word. The faith comes by hearing what Jesus has said in the scriptures. And holy men of God, men of God were moved on by the Holy Spirit to, to write the word. And so as we read the word, as we read the scriptures, faith is inspired in us. And that faith that is inspired in us causes us to believe in how much, how much belief do we need to make the world different? How much faith do I need to make my life different? I need enough, I need, I need the quantity of <laughs> the filings of my fingernail, that much weight of faith. I was going to bring in something that would be that would signify what that is, but I don't have anything that small. <laughs> and if I did have it, you wouldn't be able to see it. 
You wouldn't be able to see it. It's like the, 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 the head of a pin. That that amount of, if you took the head of a pin and were able to somehow take the very tip of it off, that's how much weight of faith we'd need to be able to say to a mountain, be moved, and it would be moved. So Jesus, the author, unfinisher, author and finisher of our faith, Jesus, the author of faith, tells us if we would believe, we would see God moving in our life. Now that's a pretty small amount of faith. How many here are capable of that much faith? None of us. Okay, let's try that again. How many here are capable of that much faith? Just that little infinity. We're all capable of that. You know, if I needed 100 pounds, you know, well, maybe not. But we're not talking about 100 pounds. We're talking about point zero 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 six three kilograms. I mean, that is some really small stuff. And Jesus is saying, if you have that amount of faith, if you have that amount of faith, you can tell this mountain to move. And what, would, what is more immovable than a mountain? I mean, you know, a mountain, dirt, stone. <laughs> you know, you've got to have some heavy equipment to make that thing move. And God says, no, if you have that amount of faith, that very pin, the head of a, a needle point, if you have that amount of faith, you can declare to the, to the mountain to be moved. And so God wants that amount of faith in our hearts and our lives, so allowing the faith of God to be part of who we are. So we have God at work, and we have we, the, the author of our faith is God, and God is telling to us, Jesus Christ is saying to us, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. And so what is he wanting us to believe? He's wanting us to accept his word that he has spoken to us number one that he loves us more than we can ever know and that he has prepared a place for us in heaven but before we get to heaven he has prepared he has a plan for our lives and that he knows the very hairs of our head he knows the very thoughts and the intents of our heart and that every step of the way god is there and he will never leave us nor forsake us so We've got all these things in place and they become the foundation. You know, they become the foundation of our life. That if I have enough faith, enough, the point zero 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 three kilograms, the weight of a poppy seed, if I have that amount of faith, I can move mountains. Hmm. So, Jesus, the author, gives us all the reasons to believe. The scripture outlines how individuals were moved by faith. They were moved by the word. They were moved by what God spoke to them in their heart. Abraham, <laughs> uh, I want you to leave this place and go to a place that when you get there, I'll show you and tell you you're there. <laughs> well, the word of God comes to us and says, David, I've got a plan for you. 
and I want you to preach my word and teach my word, and, and I'm going to do wonderful things through your life to change the lives of other people. Okay? So what do you do? You preach every Sunday. <laughs> you come and you teach and you take the word of God and, and you lay it out before ourselves and before one another and we are making a difference in the kingdom of God for great is the faithfulness of God. So we reject, we, <laughs> we stand firm with God against your enemies and you will be made firm. As we stand against the things that would take away our faith, we become greater in our faith and greater in our understanding. Jesus gave us all the reasons to believe. He gave us the reasons to consider that we are to look at these things and we're to see them as truth and to we are to believe his report and uh, we are to accept his word and the evidence of the scriptures of how that God has worked within the lives of people. So he is not only the author, but he is the finisher. He's the closer. <laughs> you know, in the, in the scripture that we read for our text, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, when we think of finisher, you know, um, finisher sometimes, uh, a closer in, in baseball, it would be the, the guy, the pitcher who comes in at the last, the, the ninth inning, and we're, the, the team is ahead four to three, and they bring on their closer, the guy who can shut out the, uh, the, the opposing hitters, and, you know, so that they can win, so you have a closer. Jesus is the author. He is the one who wrote our faith. Okay? He wrote out our faith. The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so, and then he is the finisher. Now, when, when you, we use that term finisher, we think of a baseball game, you know, that, that's, that's not over. Well, when Jesus in this scripture talks about that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The closer, Jesus is the author and the finisher. He is the closer. The closer, in this case, was Jesus on the cross dying for our sin. If the devil knew everything, he would have never had Jesus crucified. He would have tried to keep him alive because if he doesn't die, he can't raise from the dead. But Satan doesn't know and in his desire to destroy God, he overlooks a very important thing. He is the giver of life. And you can't extinguish life. So whenever we see that Jesus is the author of our faith, that he is the one who, if we have that infinitesimal amount of, a, of an ability to ask, to ask, to make our requests known to God, that God has already been the closer. You know, he's, he's already struck the devil out. <laughs> because Jesus descended into hell and he brought the works of, of the devil to naught. This is, this is, to me, I just think about this sometimes over and over again. He brought the, the, the works of the devil to naught. He brought them to zero. He brought them to nothingness. That 
Jesus asking us to have point zero 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 three kilograms of faith. The devil doesn't even have that much life left in him. <laughs> he doesn't have point zero 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 one kilogram of faith. He doesn't have any ability when it comes to standing in the presence of God with people who believe. If we have faith as a grain of mustard seed, as a poppy seed, we crush the enemy of our soul. We crush the enemy of our soul because he is already crushed by Christ. And I know I've said it before, but I, I think that imagery of, of a, a little child dragging a rag doll around. Jesus walking through hell has the old devil, he's paralyzed, he's not, he's nothing to Jesus, and he drags him before all of the cohorts of hell. And they have to watch as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords drags their prince around hell like a rag doll. We don't have that power. Jesus does. And when Jesus lives within us, the word of life lives in us. We have all powers given unto us in Jesus' name. And so we find that we're looking unto Jesus. We are looking unto Jesus, who is the author of our faith. He is the reason that we believe. We just don't believe because we believe. <laughs> you know, I, I, I work with people sometimes, and, you know, and they, are, they receive their energy from Mother Earth. You know, no, we have the, if we receive any energy, it's, it's, it's God. <laughs> It's Jesus. It is his spirit. You know, it's his creative power that is alive in the universe. And we know that the scripture says that the earth is in travail for the coming of Christ, for Christ to return. So there is a power in the earth, but it is the power of God. And there is a power in us, which is the power of God which is the Word made flesh and He dwells among us and He dwells in our hearts and He, and he is the author of my faith. He is the author of what He wants me to believe for. He is the author of what He wants me to believe for. So what is it we want? What is it that we need? What is it, what is it that is a God-sized dream that's in your heart? What is a God-sized dream? I mean, here's, he spoke the universe into existence. We're not depleting God. We are allowing God to be expressed through our life. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. And what is the will of the Father? To touch the lives of people, to heal the, the, the lame, and you know, to cause the lame to walk, and the blind to see, the deaf to hear, and the, the poor to hear the gospel preached. And what is the gospel? It's the gospel of good news. Here we are. What is the good news that the author, Jesus, has written in our hearts that he wants us to say? What is it that God wants me to say today that can be good news to people that I'm around, that I'm with? Good news. There's goodness in us. The author of our faith, Jesus, has written this good news in our life. 
And, you know, see, he's already the closer. He is the finisher of our faith because our faith is not built on anything that will be destroyed. Our faith is built on that which is eternal and that which will last. And the enemy of our soul tries to get us to build our houses on sinking sand. You know, again, that illustration of, of two people built houses on one on the rock and one on the sand. The same storm comes to both houses, to both individuals. And the one who is built on sand collapses. When, we, when Christ builds our life on eternal truths, it doesn't matter what comes against us, we will stand. That's Job. Job built his house upon Christ. Now, everything that he owned went away. Everything that he valued was gone. But inside of him, there was this knowledge that said, you know, his helpers, his friends told him, you must really be a bad guy because look what's happened. And Job had this understanding in his heart that this is not what God is like. This is not what, who God is. God is in my heart. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. There's something good in here. There's something more of value in my life that the author has written on my heart. And I can't accept what you people say. I just have to know that it is God in my heart. And I don't know why these things happen. I don't know why bad things have come into my life, but I believe. I believe. I have point zero 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 three kilograms of faith. And I can move mountains. I can raise the dead. I can believe for miracles. I can take mountains and cast them away. I can, because Jesus said, the author and the finisher of my faith, who, the, for, who for the joy that was set before him endure, endured the cross, the joy that was set before God, before Jesus, was you and I believing. That's what Jesus wanted out of the death of the cross, of his death on the cross, was the forgiveness of sin and the cleansing of our lives before him and before the world and his, his, his image being in us and we would be able to say that Jesus is alive in me. He, he rose from the dead and for the joy, that joy of us being forgiven and being able to speak the truth of God's love, for that joy in us, Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame. Cursed is he who dies on a tree. But know, but know that he is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, ever living to make intercession for us. <laughs> That's the Jesus that we serve. And he is the author, Jesus, the author of our faith. It is he, a person, who his word abides in our hearts, in our lives, and we are made whole, we are made complete in Christ. Amen? So how much faith do we need? We need 0.00003 kilograms. Whoa, 
We are capable of that. We are capable of that because we just say it with our hearts, I believe. Everything changes. I believe in the word of Christ. His word have I hid in my heart. It has changed me from the inside out. It changes my thoughts. It changes my perspective. It changes where my destiny because I'm, my destiny is not written in my abilities. My destiny is written in the, in the heart of God and in the word of God. And God will give me the wisdom and the guidance and the understanding to make the right choices and to choose the right direction. And God will guide me. He will guide my steps. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. God has a path for our life. God, give me wisdom to be able to walk with you and talk to you and allow your word to talk to my heart and speak to my heart that I might sense your spirit and your love. (laughs) He loves me. Not because I'm somebody special, but because he is special. He loves us all the same. Can we believe that? Yes. How much do we need? (laughs) How much faith do we need? That, if we could cut the head of a pin off in a small amount, that's the a weight of a poppy seed. That's all we need to be able to say to the mountain, move. Shall we stand? Jesus, we thank you. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. God, you are a seated high priest. Your work is complete. It is done. God, it is finished. Now you wait for us to pick up the the work, pick up the faith, to pick up the task, and to believe that nothing is impossible. So, Lord, help us not only to have God-sized dreams, but to help us to receive the very smallest of gifts into our life, that we might be changed from glory to glory, from gift to gift, from day to day, from problem to problem, we are more than a conqueror because of you living in us. So Jesus, we confess our sins, we ask you to forgive us. If we have sinned in thought, word, or deed, God, forgive us and live within our hearts. Restore us, restore unto us the joy of our salvation, of your salvation. God, that we might be cleansed from the inside out and the power of God would give us the victory and the strength and and the wisdom and the understanding that we might go forward in the name of Jesus to accomplish the good news of touching someone's life with your word and making a difference. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you give to us faith. You said if any man lack faith, let him ask. So God, help us to have that .00003 kilograms. Help us to have faith to move the mountains in front of us. Amen? Amen.
restore our lives, restore brokenness, restore whatever. God, do the work in us. Amen? Amen. Amen.